0: And we're off.
1: Got that sniffling. He always got it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, Meetsu. <laughs> Every time Anthony enters yeah. a conversation, like he turns on his microphone, he sniffles, and then we start talking. It's definitely how it's he.
2: It's my new thing. It's your thing. It's, oh, it's yeah. not it's new, it's just that... this recording?
0: Oh, what? Oh, you're right. You're right. I didn't hit this recording. recording button. I hit the other one. Hey, Alex, uh, have you ever
2: done a podcast before? Oh, my
0: hey, God, Alex. This is so awful. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> well,
1: you're it's, keeping all this in, right? It's you been got a the day. Backups.
0: It's been a day.
1: Yeah, you got to put this in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, meat suits. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my god, this is really hard. Uh, um, good. Suits. Welcome uh. back to read it and weep. It has been a day, you guys. This is that was the third attempt at an introduction. Um, we are a podcast that used to be about books. I'm your host, Alex Falcon, in North Koreatown, Los Angeles. Um, I i've had like three weeks with nothing at all to do and this is like not a complaint it's nice to have things but like then three things to do came in within an hour today on my only podcast day so i really should have not uh should have been in a better mood for all of this and a better headspace but all of a sudden i am busy and it's it'll be over tomorrow it's all due tomorrow so uh anyway that's why i'm that's why i'm fucking up i don't know why everyone else is um uh, before we start the show, I want to take a second to thank a, well, I think, want to thank all of our Meat Buddies um, who donate to the show to keep us going, but I especially want to thank Ian, who joined back in June and already moved up a level on the Patreon. I didn't even know you could do that. Wow. That's neat. Um, if you'd like to join them, uh, Ian and the other um, Meat Buddies, uh, you can uh, go to metreon.com or you can find us on Patreon, and help keep this show limping along the tracks. Um, I am joined today by a really excellent panel. First up, he's at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter in Southeast Portland. It's Mr. Anthony Lopez.
1: Hey, uh, also having a bit of a day, but just woke up from a, a power nap, so I'm feeling good. I, Ready I, to go.
0: You said an hour 45. That's not a power nap. No, I said, oh, like, an
1: hour so or 45 minutes. Oh, okay. Probably closer to, like, 30, 45 minutes, because right. my, my cat kept waking me up.
0: Aw, oh, um, that's the cutest alarm. Also joining us, he's at Hunbun Bun on Letterboxd from the woods of Arkansas. It's Mr. Hunter Donaldson.
3: Hey, y'all. Um... So, uh, man, I've had a doozy of a day, too. That's oh. just the theme of this one. All all
0: doozy days. What is it about the 19th? Where did this come from? It's just a messy day. <laughs> it must be. Um, and rounding out our panel today, a very a very special guest uh, at Laser MW on Instagram. And there are cats. Uh, so I yep. could have gone with Twitter, but I, I quite prefer the number of cats on your Instagram to the number Hell of cats yeah. on your Twitter. Hell um, yeah. Also in Los Angeles, welcome back, Laser.
2: Hi, it's me. My day's been okay. I have a lot more work than you, Alex. Sorry that today's the only day you have had work. Um sounds hard. Yeah, that's interesting.
0: <laughs> I I guess uh it's cool that your industry didn't entirely yeah. shut down.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, that sucks for you.
0: Yeah. Isn't it weird how comedy became illegal? <laughs> <that's cute. laughs> um uh, Well so with this. this-
1: Finally, we get to hear Alex's thoughts on cancel culture. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah. let's
0: get into that. Lay it on the yeah. line. Yeah. Oh, man. I, that funny. would be a very funny response. To people talking about cancel culture to be like, it's actually postponed culture.
4: <laughs> yeah. uh, we to
0: pick it all back up next year. Uh, uh. Just really not get it. All right. Um, before we talk about today's movie, just a quick catch up with people in their media lives. Um, what else have you guys been watching this week? Hunter, tell me about your... Your new woodsy movie watching or TV watching life? Oh sure,
3: yeah. So for the last couple weeks, I've I feel like I've struggled to have something for this segment because I've just been busy doing other stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now, Daddy has caught up, and I have multiple things. Excellent. Um,
0: What have you? What's what's been good?
3: So one thing I got to recommend is this movie called Greener Grass, uh, which is like a surreal like horror comedy. set in uh it's like a suburban thing um it's these two uh direct written and directed by um, these two ladies who also star in the movie it is very 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 funny um i would especially recommend it if you enjoy um uh tim and eric but specifically um tim and eric did a show called tim and eric's bedtime stories that were kind of like these like short films that kind of ranged in tone, uh, but it would like sometimes be funny and sometimes have like horror elements, and it definitely has like a similar thing going on, Um, but I would say it's probably better than any single episode of that show, so I don't want to like, if you're kind of iffy on that style, I would say this is a very good example of that type of thing. It's really funny. It's
1: (laughs) very Lynchian, I found. Um, And I enjoyed it. Like, uh, if if rather than like, if leaned way more into the humor, uh, and absurdity yeah. of those types of movies, but yeah, I really enjoyed that as well.
0: Yeah. The cover art of this is two uh, mouths with braces, and then yes. a string of saliva between the lips, and it is a little off-putting.
3: Yeah it it I'm, is I'm it's fairly out. off-putting. Uh, it's very bright though, very colorful. Um, a lot of really yeah. good like. Uh, like set design and uh, costume stuff in it. And I and I, I just loved it enough to not even, I don't even want to give any of it away right now for laughs on this podcast. I just want you to go watch it. Um, I've also been uh, re watching Star Trek, the original series, because uh, that is, you know, a part of my. Well, actually, it's a different theme song. That's the one for uh, Next I probably Generation. I didn't get that one right anyway since I had. I it. think I think you nailed it. Um, okay. But so I've been I've been rewatching that. Um, watched uh, two episodes the other day back to back. One about a little boy that has magical powers and takes control of the Enterprise, and he's being a little shit. And there's a part where um, he spanks a lady, and somehow they're not able to explain to him why that's wrong like they know it's wrong but they don't have the words to it's so weird they like can't they can't just say like you shouldn't do that that's bad you don't you dumb little boy and then the next episode is about a grown man that gets magical powers and takes control of the enterprise so it's a lot of like people trying huh. to navigate men who have
0: magic powers and are being <laughs> shitty that's I feel like, like the, the, last the mini thing we need is magic powers. I don't know. Yeah. I do not think that would help. I would. Yeah. I would agree. I, I'm not sure we've earned it. Um, I I'll go second. I uh, I watched the SpongeBob musical. Ooh, <coughs> this week SpongeBob live on stage. Huh. Um, on the, the strong the recommendation. S- what? The
2: wait the the Broadway musical or yes, the... the
0: Broadway musical live on stage filmed for Nickelodeon. And then broadcast. So I watched the, yeah, the made-for-TV Broadway. Well, what happened was it was on Broadway for like six months, and it was not good, and so it closed really fast.
2: Okay, and hold on. A, year- a very close friend of mine wrote for this, so just, well, just so I, you know.
0: Okay, great. Uh, we wrote for the for the Broadway show.
2: Yeah, Jonathan. Amazing. Coulton.
0: Well, it yeah. did close very quickly. I didn't make that up. Um, and but they, they had it- to
2: renovate the theater. Go ahead.
0: Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Um, well, they brought it back <laughs> for one day to like film it for <laughs> the for the TV and I watched it and uh-huh. it was totally fun except for SpongeBob is so ripped. He's, He's so a sexy. very
1: strong boy yeah he, and I mean that's cold? like pretty. Canonical within this show as well. <laughs> yeah, is that
0: Sometimes he's very ripped, but most of the time his arms are like pencil thin. And this guy, yeah, but then they
3: do the weird zoom you know, the weird yeah. zoom that they That's do, true. That's and true. then they show off that he's actually ripped. You but just,
0: just didn't know. He comes out on stage, you're, it's just like it's just so many bumps on his arms. It's crazy. I'm gonna take a look at these muscles. Well,
2: because he has to be—he has to be like a perfect square. They found the most square boy. I love
0: it. I, that's a, like my my favorite thing by far is the way they decided to make the to do the character design in humans. Like the fact that they found this guy, so it, they're not dressed as a sponge. He's just square shaped human right. man, and then he's wearing a yellow um, uh, tablecloth pattern shirt. Uh, what's that called? Oh, Gingham. a plaid shirt. Gingham gingham yeah he's wearing a yellow gingham shirt so he looks like a sponge square spot it's very good and then patrick is just a star-shaped man with a, a pink uh uh wave hair it's really, really good. Um, the what you're saying the... sounds
3: really good, but I think I got my hopes up that they were all just walking
0: around like,
3: you know, like, uh, like, like football mascots,
0: and so that's what I was expecting as well. And so I was thrown off. But then I thought they did a really an excellent job with that. Some of right.
2: them are on rollerblades, so if that helps, uh... that is yeah. help. Rollerblading, for sure. Yeah. Hunter, the...
1: they're not going to cheapen the art of live theater. With mascot costumes, all right. <laughs> well, actually, they do stuff like that all the time for
2: children's shows. Yeah,
3: <laughs> totally. I totally. Know. Um, uh,
2: the the Do you know that the tap dance number was written by They Might Be Giants? My favorite. I did not time. know that. That's um, yeah. sweet. I. It's so uh, awesome. The music. I'm sorry that I suggested that your
0: friend did not do good earlier. That's not how I meant it at all. I just like had. I just knew that it closed quickly. I did not know about the renovation, and so that was an assumption that I made. My point was it was a really good time, so I recommend it. Yeah, this is like that, this is like sorry that time... Sorry to get
2: extremely, extremely defensive about it.
0: Yeah, this is like that time <laughs> where you uh,
1: you made fun of Spider-Man, uh, Turn Off the Dark, that my good friend, The Edge, worked on. And I was in a very similar conversation. And I was like, hey, Alex, I'm
2: still don't forget,
1: my good friend, who always wears that tight beanie, is... He worked on Can I go next?
2: Because I have something to say about Spider-Man. Please jump Uh. in here. (laughs) Um, I read the book about the Spider-Man musical, like, last week.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Co-written by, like, the the guy who co-wrote the musical wrote a book about the writing of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. And it is a freaking fascinating book um, about this guy writing this book with all of, like, the... It's just, like... A book about trying to create things by committee, right? Yeah, and that musical it was terrible. Yeah, um, I but, mean, not but, since
1: the fall, the Tower of Babylon has an act of hubris <laughs> exploded <laughs> so beautifully and legendary. I, I am, I am obsessed
0: with that show. This it's so good. Called,
2: you should, you should read the book. If you I care. didn't and, know that
0: was a thing. I will. It's, it's called The Song of Spider Man.
2: Song of Spider Man, and any the only people who come out well in it. Um, are Bono and the Edge, <laughs> uh, and I don't know if it's just because this guy doesn't want to piss off Bono and the Edge, obviously. Yeah. Um I but would like, piss
0: off Bono. I'd take an opportunity. Yeah.
2: I mean, but. Bono just like disappears at points in the book and then comes back and he, and he's like, "Sorry, I was off fixing the AIDS crisis or whatever." <laughs> um, but yeah, it's an incredible, incredible book. Well, that's that's what fun. I've been reading recently. I also watched the BBC show Merlin, which is on Netflix. Which is Merlin. Merlin, it's like King Arthur teens. It's like the Muppet <laughs> babies <laughs> version of King Arthur. Um, really look at these little kids. Yeah, they're it's adorable um and it, I mean it, it looks it,
0: very it, much like it wants to be Harry Potter from the uh,
2: Yeah, I mean they're a punch. little older than that, but they're but yes. Um the main guy kind of has a Benedict Cumberbatch vibe, but it's he does. um but his haircut is really bad and um it when I first started watching it, it looks like it aired in the Xena era, but it actually like co-aired at the same time as Game of Thrones. Like Oh my the, god, that's the budget the budget was ten dollars. Cool. In the fir- in the first season, every episode has one CG scene. And it is the same CG scene of the same dragon <laughs> g- giving uh, Merlin advice. It's so good. It's a great show. You should watch it. Oh, that's um,
0: fascinating. I doesn't yeah. sound like you actually liked it until that last word. So that was kind of an interesting. Um, well, it it stars
2: um, uh, Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So oh, oh
1: yeah, an- Anthony
2: Stewart Head, right? Anthony Stewart Head. He and, rules. Um, there wow. is apparently more fan fiction On AO3 about this show, then. uh, Do they do do
0: stuff on the show? Are they old enough for that?
2: Uh, Oh, yeah, they're definitely old enough for that. They don't really do a lot on the show, but the the tension between Merlin and Arthur is extant.
0: Um, Yeah. All right, Anthony. what have you watched this week?
1: Um, Yeah, so I'm sure I will talk about this more as the season progresses, but I wanted to take some time to talk about the season premiere, or series premiere, of Lovecraft Country, which premiered on HBO this last Sunday. Is this good or not? I liked it quite a bit. I, I, uh, I think it's very, very good. I'm a... Big fan of, you know, horror and weird sci-fi in general. Um, The production value, the performances, the use of, like, editing and music, especially there's some really interesting choices. There's this montage where you would normally expect, um, like, music to play over it, but instead they play this um, James Baldwin speech from a debate with uh, William Buckley. Just, like, really interesting... um, really great stuff in it. Um, I definitely think sort of like where it is at with like uh, taking, you know, having black voices tell these stories, these types of stories. I uh, am really excited to see where it's going to go. It's very scary and intense. It, um, you know, it does this great thing of sort of um, you know, juxtapositioning um, like sort of the actual horrors of sort of American uh, Jim Crow, like Jim Crow Northern era racism versus Lovecraftian horror. And it's very clever. Very, very excited to see where it goes. Uh, It it kind of ends uh, with this sort of note that's like, oh, wow, this show, uh, I have no idea where it's going to go. I genuinely have no idea uh, where it's going to go from there. So I'm very, very excited about it. Um, Very powerful imagery.
0: This is Jordan Peel and JJ Abrams. Well,
1: so it's Misha Misha Green. That's been something that's really been rubbing me the wrong way. Is uh it's written it's based off a book by Matt Ruff. Misha Green is the showrunner, and right. everyone is like J JJ uh, and Jordan, you knocked it out of the park again. And it's I like they
0: I, I was just like just that's such an odd combination to me. That yeah. I was in, as producers, but
1: yeah, but yeah, Misha Green is the driving force behind it. She did the really good. Uh, I only saw a little bit of it, but the show called Underground, I believe, was on like WGN. It's like I don't even know how to find WGN, uh, but I saw a little bit of that when it was streaming somewhere. Um, but yeah, I'm loving it. I am really loving the idea of. Sort of the themes it's messing with, I, I think that there's something to the idea of like, I've never been a huge Lovecraft, like I really love his, like the sort of the things he's put out there. I've never really been able to read any of his books, but there's something that's been so delightful in the past few years between like this and this video game called Bloodborne, which is Japanese uh, developed. The idea that, like, my two favorite pieces of Lovecraftian fiction would drive him insane. Uh, <laughs> and racist the racist piece of shit. The racist, <laughs> shitty, shitty human being. But, like, his work... And, like, the show, within the first ten minutes, directly addresses the idea of, like, this guy was a horrible human being. Like, he right. genuinely hated black people. He wrote of, you know... His, his cat was named the N-word. Literally. Like, he is... Oh, a God. monstrous racist. Uh, and they immediately head-on tackle it. I do think that was, like... just I'm so excited to see where it goes. The I like only
0: lot. I like the idea yeah. that it's, like, if you create... Because we've talked a little bit about this on different topics, but, like, uh, if you create something that we like and then we find out that you suck, I like the idea that we take it back and we yeah. do it in a way that you would hate. I think
1: well, that's a fun thing. They- They very early on, this isn't like a spoiler, but there's a conversation about he is reading John Coder from Rose, the main character. And the idea of like, you know, if you don't know about John Coder, the the Edgar Rice book and the main character before he goes on his fun space adventure is a confederate soldier and he has this long conversation with this black woman about being a black man in Jim Crow era America reading a book in which the hero is a confederate soldier and I just really love their take on it Um, my main two and these aren't even like problems with the show these are sort of like problems with the culture uh, that I think says a lot like one was going to be the Misha Green thing that uh, she deserves she deserves a lot of credit for, it. and the second thing that I, has been s- blowing my mind so much and says so much about the American education system and the way uh, culture no <laughs> the way culture uh, uh, the way our culture is sort of unwilling to reckon with our history with racism especially towards uh, the black community in this country is that so many people I know are learning about the true horrors of atrocities. Uh, suffered on black people in this country through HBO shows now, right. <laughs> which is not should not be the main way we learn about our history between um, like the Tulsa Massacre, which a lot of people like with Watchmen everyone was talking about the Tulsa Massacre be like, this is the first time I've ever heard of it and it's like I don't consider myself the most educated man, but I go down a lot of weird rabbit holes. You know that about me. I love (laughs) learning really fucked up weird darkness, especially. Learn about our
0: race, our racial history from HBO. They should learn about it from deep Wikipedia dives.
1: Yeah, or just long. I watch a lot of weird history documentaries, Uh, and like so, like stuff like that. And with uh, so Watchmen, a lot of people learned about the Tulsa. Like I'm glad they're learning about him at all. Um, but, like, with the Tulsa Massacre, and then I've seen a lot of this week, because of the Lovecraft premiere, the, the episode's called Sundown, and a huge part of the plot deals with sundown towns in America, which is something most people don't know about, and don't know still actually exist in this country, um, and especially in, like, northern, uh, a lot of northern cities, essentially, sundown towns, were towns that, in Jim Crow North, uh, basically, if you were black, if you were caught in them after sundown, you were probably going to die. Uh, that was just sort of like the way the city run. They had signs posted. There are still cities that are considered sundown towns. Like Anna, uh, Louisiana, uh, Illinois is considered a sundown town still in this country. Um, and it's just the type of thing people don't really talk about or know about. And I wish that people would learn about them from not you know, fun genre entertainment, but I guess I'll take what I can get from us people
0: at this point. want it from really intense, sad things.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just... I'm glad we're lo- people are talking about yeah, these yeah, issues I, at all.
0: Thing. I feel like it's like a spoonful of sugar. You just need a little bit of Cthulhu to help the right rundown yeah down.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely helps that, like... Again, not really a spoilers because this happens within the first 30 seconds of the show, but the show opens... With Jackie Robinson killing Cthulhu with a baseball bat, it's one of the best images <laughs> I have amazing. ever seen uh, in a television series. So yeah, I am so excited to see where the season goes uh, and uh, watch it and let me know what you think. I can't wait to have I, more conversations I was about never it.
0: Excited about it until you said it, that it was really intense. Because if you think it's intense, there's no way Megan and I are watching it. Well,
1: it's not. <laughs> I. It's not that.
0: It's uh, it's it's fun and pulpy. It definitely deals
1: with you know, like, um, I would say, I was ex- and I've heard this from some people, a lot of people, but I was excited when the monster showed up, uh, because the horror and racism is so much more, uh. Wow off putting than monsters eating people Right, right. Like, it's like it is me the monsters just, yeah you know. it's like the monsters uh you know cuz they're just they're just animals eating you know
0: racist that's, that's how i felt with baba duke cuz i was like the the psychological part of it was so much harder once you just had a monster to fight i was like oh that's great this is but the yeah wrong
1: movie <laughs> you so should much, I'm, I'm way more in my element now you should give it a shot it's not it's not that um, violent or gory or anything. Right. Uh, well, it's well, just a
0: good thrill ride. Let's let's switch gears now to uh, a, a uh, not violent or gory at all, although there is a gun. Uh, this week's topic, which is the 2015 Rom-Drom uh, Carol, which is keeping with our accidental theme of one person's name, film movie, film names uh film movies um brought to us uh, by the good folks at the Weinstein company Oh well, uh, yeah that well, was the fir- first moment <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> it's the, it was also the saddest um it directed by Todd Haynes yeah. yeah. and starring Kate Blanchett Rooney Mara and the looming intense help out of Sarah Paulson hmm. and also a brief cameo by rock and roll icon Carrie Brownstein so,
1: i mean this man. whole this whole movie's cast is just stacked uh, I mean, Kyle so Chandler good. is so good in this movie. Uh, yeah, this I love everyone that. in this movie is great. I yeah, I
2: love every- the cast. It I love the cast in this movie, and I love just the shorthand of Carrie Brownstein at the end. It's like, just in case you didn't know this person was a lesbian, we're just gonna make it Carrie <laughs> Brownstein. Just yeah, like, right, right. We don't have a lot of time to explain who this person <laughs> is. Yeah,
0: yeah. Me that she was a musician.
2: <laughs> oh, I think she's supposed to be yeah. an actress. If it's the person in the book, but yeah, yeah,
0: she's uh,
1: she's also wearing red, which is a good sign in this movie. Uh,
2: uh, yeah,
1: that you you might be might be a lesbian as well. You
2: might be a lesbian. lesbian. Yeah. Wearing
0: red. Larry, the lesbian
2: guy. Yeah. Okay. So Here's we'll your sign. Wait,
0: we'll <laughs> come back to the color red yeah. later. Um, first, <laughs> well, I like, This is based on the 1952 novel, The Price of Salt, which really makes it seem like commodity prices are going to play a more critical role. Yeah. In do.
1: Well, did kidding. you read about how like this was renamed Carol 30 years after it, when it was actually published under the author's real name? I did read a little bit about that. Just a bit yeah, because this, I mean, I didn't know that they were the same person because right? I'd heard of this book before. I didn't realize this was the same woman who wrote, like, Strangers on the Train and Talented yeah. Mr. Ripley, two yeah. like, my favorite, um, kind of,
0: movies.
1: Yeah, just, fu- like, uh, like, Weird Thriller Films also right. wrote this that's, like, a, a kind of autobiographical autobiogra- but had to write it under a pseudonym for years. you. It was just very interesting away. publishing yeah. story, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. she didn't want to be, like, the lesbian, so she wrote it under a pseudonym. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, she
1: wanted to be the talented Mr. Ripley lady, which is so. Yep.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> which is
0: awesome. Selected for us by you, Laser. So tell us, uh, why did you pick Carol for us? How did you uh, arrive here?
2: Well, so I, my friend and I, started w- uh, watching a series of films at an event that we call Lesbian Movies and Hot Tub Night. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a very good party. Unlike
0: um, it- Price of Salt, very clearly named item.
1: Well, yeah, are you yeah. watching the movies in the hot tub or, like, watching the movies then hot tubbing? To, like, we watch the movies disc-
2: and then and eat a lot of, like, usually take out or delivery chicken, and then we go in the hot tub. Um, that
1: sounds fucking awesome.
0: Order. I feel like hot tub for a whole movie would be, like, uncomfortable a little bit after mm-hmm. a while. That's it would too- be a
2: lot. It would be a lot. Um, yeah, and and the kind of... The, the, the goal of it was to start watching lesbian movies that like are lesbian movies that where, where the heroes don't die at the end, or the couple <laughs> <doesn't> <laughs> die, which is super duper rare. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's like, it's a huge trope. If you're not aware that oh. um, any woman who ends up with like kisses, a woman loves right. a woman sleeps with another woman, um, usually, uh, ends up perishing, mm-hmm. um, uh, at the end of a film. And, um, Although I am not a lesbian, I have identified as a lesbian in the past because I'm, you know, going through all the letters, um, currently <laughs> non-binary pansexual, but we'll get, you know, we'll get to all of them by the time I die. Oh, okay. Um, okay, I
0: thought you were saying on the show. I don't think we have to get to all of them on the show, but...
2: No, no, I'm just... I want to put pressure my life. on you
0: to, to uh, add some new letters before we're done here.
2: I have to get through all... Just t- today, um... <laughs> Um, but yeah, so so this has been a very fun experience. But the, yeah, Carol yeah. was one of the first one we watched because Carol, The Price of Salt is was for a very long time the only lesbian book with a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. It was it was like that is one of the like it was it was given credit for this and rightfully so. And so when the when the movie came out, it also has that that reputation. Of... Well, I
0: did not know that. Yeah. And I, actually, one yeah. thing I wanted to talk about was just how much I like a happy ending. Mm. Cause it felt like for a second it might not yeah. happen. I brought this right. up earlier on film school, but I really prefer what, when there's a happy ending.
2: Right. I'm a very simple yeah.
0: person and I'm like, they're in love. I want them. I want it to work.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and even if it hadn't worked out, just if they had both like right. survived, it, it, exactly. that would have been, <laughs> been huge for them. Um, but yeah, well, no, I'm it is nice. I wanted it up... to work, but
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so this was, this was a, this was a hot tub chicken movie night movie because yes. it is a happy ending les- lesbian movie, which are hard it,
2: to find. They are hard to find, although there are there are you know a few really good ones, an increasing hmm. number, but they're, they're, um, it's good stuff. So, yeah, tough
1: too bad more. they started doing that right when movies ended. Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> lesbians started getting happy endings, and they said, all right, pack shut it up. It, shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> um,
0: no well, more time. I had been, this has been something that I had read such great things about when it came out and had been uh, meaning to get around to, and I was very mm-hmm. pleased for the opportunity. Let me just fill everybody in. Um, if you have not seen the film, this is Hunter's favorite, favorite segment, Alex's patented three sentence summary of this movie. Ooh. Where not only do you get to understand completely what is happening in the movie in just three sentences, you also find out which parts I cared more about than other parts. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, Rooney's Mar- Rooney Mara's life sucks because she works in retail. True. She meets a wealthy, powerful Kate Blanchett who whisks her away on a road trip where they fall in love and then break up because Kate's shitty husband takes away her kids. Kid, her kid. Kate realizes giving up who she was to be with her kid would make her a bad mom as well, so she agrees to joint custody and takes Rooney back. But more importantly, Rooney gets out of her shitty retail job and into a super happy ending working at the New York Times. That bad is ass. my summary of this movie. Yeah, That's
1: I mean, factually on. inaccurate, she doesn't get joint custody. Yeah. She Why
3: gives not? up full I mean, custody.
0: We, we don't well, even find out her. what... Yeah, okay. we don't find out, but yeah. Sure on what custody? But yeah. she... she, she, she she gives away her child in exchange. Yeah, it's a happy
3: ending, but not that
0: happy of an ending.
3: Well, I also feel like the his face, the last shot of his face, I mm. felt like they were trying to suggest maybe the, the, yeah, that state probably, wasn't going to, you know. Inspired by that
0: speech. The right. speech worked mm. is how
3: I felt. Yes. But
0: more importantly, she got a job at the New York Times. Boy, that... Just like seeing the mo- just the, the juxtaposition of the beginning where there's a phone mm. call for her and the woman's her boss snaps at her. Mm-hmm. Moment where there's a telegram for her and they are very polite and give her the time to read it. Um, well, I, this, w- one, a, one of my favorite things
1: about this sort of series is sort of like very obvious film symbolism and um, sort of like, you know, and seeing what Alex picks up on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, I thought like, <laughs> The opening scene with her in retail selling baby dolls yes. to this grown woman. I was like, Alex is going to pick up on this, right? <laughs> like, he's he's, he's got to understand the I kind will, of the will, power dynamic here, right?
0: If you think that I couldn't miss the point, I definitely can. The big takeaway, my, other, my big missing part of this, the thing I was frustrated about, was not finding out if her daughter liked the train set. I was very curious. Oh. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that was that was. Hmm. I think one thing possibly missing from your summary, I will say, is how every oh God, single I'm sure man, I'm listening. Um, every single man in her life is the worst, and, yeah. and in the like it's. I think that the possibly yes, the uh, the the jobs are important, but also just like every man, just it just sucks. Not you not. not.
1: There's. Oh. There's um, a scene when a man comes in to help her with ice And you just immediately know this yeah. guy <laughs> is such trouble and, and uh, I Just like kill him, just slit his throat
0: This you know, guy was a piece of shit
3: he, Yeah, he, he, was. he was actually yeah. I, got a, I
0: got an immediate bad read on him And then yeah. there's this little bit where you're like Oh, maybe he was just a goofball they met at <laughs> breakfast And then nah. nope, he was a pervert
2: yeah, well is, he was what? a
1: private detective I mean, Same this difference. is a
2: movie that I do- I didn't let my husband uh, watch with me because as a as a as a known bisexual I a, a movie where a woman leaves her fiance Richard for Kate Blanchett, who was like, "No, Richard, my husband, you cannot watch this movie with me." I'm sorry. I mean, like, I would, if you, I don't know that anybody in the world wouldn't leave their husband for Kate Blanchett, that's but like yeah. like, yeah, I don't know
0: Richard super well. You're Richard, but I feel yeah. like the odds of you meeting Kate Blanchett are so low, yeah, nothing personal, that I would feel comfortable no, okay. if I was him.
3: But isn't it crazy just knowing that if Kate wanted you, she could have you? You know. <laughs>
2: Uh, I mean, just, all she, she like, has just to do is she, look at you. Yeah, her energy is so
0: it's, good. I, oh, it's, yeah. They oh, didn't. It was so powerful that they didn't even write a line for the ending. The yeah, ending was like huh. she walks up, Kate, and then just the the, the person was person sitting there in final draft typity typing away, and they were like, and then Kate Blanchett gives a flawless look. At the end. Yeah. yeah, like that was all she had to do was just look Blanchetti at you at the camera, and then everybody melts. Game over. Yeah, it's, it's just, just crazy. Just,
1: Oh, yeah, I, I mean, doesn't it? So much. It feel like it would like kind of hurt to be in her physical presence. <laughs> like I, that's I, how. I genuinely like, really think so. I genuinely think like you know how that like that scene in Lord of the Rings when she gets yeah, off of the exactly, ring. That's what I
2: was gonna say. That's what exactly Lord of the Rings that. is yes, about. Yes, yeah. I mean, so much, yeah.
1: That wasn't special effects. They just turned oh. the camera on her and like rolled, and she did that. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. that's just. It feels like she has that energy to of um, she, she's, she, a she's a very
2: powerful lady she's yeah. extremely extremely it's, powerful. Li- it's literally
1: insane I feel like if I yeah. was
3: near her I would just immediately lose just my shit and get yeah. like sweaty awkward weird I wouldn't be able to like look I wouldn't be able to talk to anybody I'd
1: probably just have and- to leave <laughs> I'd just have to run away like literally you- I'd have to run you know she would be so kind about it too. Oh yeah, she'd be. So, she it probably happens to her all the time. She's yeah, constantly just like, walking around, it's,
3: just it's like okay. projecting her magic at people yeah. and <laughs> like them just like and
0: crying. And she's like, I understand his cheekbone thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. If if you time.
2: have if you have some time in your in your day to watch um, group interviews of who her on the Ocean's Eight press tour using Australian. Oh. Um, like a uh, slang and nobody understanding what the hell she's talking about. It's a really, really good time. Oh that's yeah, people are just people are just like, no, you can't say that. What are you talking about? Like the rest mm. of the cast of Ocean's Eight, and she's like, whatever. <laughs> I'm very fancy, and so mm. it's really good. It's really good stuff. I um, bet. I um, love her.
0: I, she's great. I mean, I also don't. I don't know Rooney from much. Um, I mean, I
1: uh, Rooney Mars, uh for me. I. I, I I always forget
2: how... Social networking.
1: Yeah, Yeah, well, uh, like, (laughs) she's the type of actress who is, like, so good that she, like, blends in, for me at least, she, like, blends into the reality of the world to the point that, like, I don't even think of her as a great actress as much as, like, oh, yeah, she was just that person uh but she's just so Literally like, job, yeah you think about <laughs> yeah it but, I mean she, like you just described a very good actress <laughs> yeah but, but it's just like the type of thing like i when I watch stuff with like this with her in it I just like try to imagine this character playing um Elizabeth Salinger from Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and I was like there's no way this actress could do that yeah. and she did it incredible like she's so fearless oh, with yeah. things like that um That's, like oh,
0: yeah
1: yeah it's it's fun to like just uh, look at her and like anytime she's doing stuff like this or ghost story just be like hey, this actress I just couldn't imagine her doing that role but she is like so transformative in all of her movies I'm a I am a big fan of hers. I
0: think I watched the Swiss Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, not the Fincher. Uh, I Uh, mean, it's... I have seen her
1: do that, but... It's an okay movie, movie, movie. but her performance and like, the Fincher's direction, obviously, really sort of raised uh, what I think is kind of, you know, kind of raunchy B material, but the two of them together really helped raise it up.
0: I hate that book the most of all books. Um... Uh, but getting back to, um, to this dream we're on with Carol, I wanted to um, uh, talk about a little bit more about the costumes and, 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 and maybe yeah. some color. Give Anthony, give you a little chance to talk about your thing that you're good at. Um, because, red. You, Yeah, red. So yeah. you told me, as I, just as I was starting, you were like, here's an article about the clothing. There's something really important about red. And I was like, I'm going to watch this movie knowing that. I'm going to figure it out. And all I got was that it was Christmas. So,
2: <laughs> that was it. Talk. That's it. It's a clue. It's a clue yeah. for the season. Yeah,
1: I mean that's what I wanted you to get. You know. Yeah. yeah. Seasons another, change. You
2: know, so one of them's
0: wearing a red sweater. The other one's wearing a green sweater. They kiss. Christmas. It's Christmas. Like it's a, yeah. I get that much. I get that. And I even yeah. got it's a Christmas Carol. That's what the movie is. But <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> a Christmas Carol is the name of Cameron Esposito's Carol watching party that she does with all the. Perfect. in LA. I think yeah. that's
0: a great name for it. Um yeah. I, I feel like every time somebody's like Die Hard is a Christmas movie, we should watch this instead. And I like Die Hard. But I strongly so, agree. Such a Christmassy great time. Um but anyway, so I didn't I wrote down so many I was like taking notes about Red the whole time I'm watching this movie and I I was like, Well, okay, so she's got you know, she's got like a um Blanchett has like a powerful dark red lip shade, and and Rooney's got a light pale. Uh, and then they talk about lipstick, and then it doesn't it doesn't really end up mattering that much. The different lip shades, it's not a thing I could totally. Anyway, just explain red to me so I can. Well, move
1: I on. I think you really are like taking my tweet here, my right, my text, and really kind of overstretching the context. I sent you uh, Tom and Lorenzo's a fashion blog that does really good uh w- costume design. Breakdowns of movies along with like actual like red carpet fashion and stuff like that, uh, but they did a really good sort of breakdown of the costumes in this movie, and they sort of talk about um, like especially this sort of Rooney Mara's character from like this schoolgirl type character to like a mature woman at the end. Especially like that dress she's wearing at the end is such like a uh, it's yeah, such the- like she's on an equal footing with Kate Blanchett at that point because needed a
0: power suit.
2: Yeah, they do. Yeah, they yeah. do that with the um the shots too, right? Because like, you get closer to Kate as the movie goes on. Oh, you get like interesting. Do you like, really? is like increase like at the beginning, especially she's always like on the other side of a door or on the other side of a oh, window really cool. or something yes. like that. And, and then, then like you get the most more like... and more close to her as the movie goes on. Yeah, and there's oh. just
1: like all this great stuff like that throughout the movie. But there's this like this sort of. Growing motif of like very early on, uh, like I said, Cape Blanchet's wearing this like all red costume, and then once they like go on their road trip, you start to see Red work their way into like Rooney Mara's outfits. And you just sort of see it like played as a motif through the movie. That's all I was trying to say. Like it's an yeah, interesting I, use of color. Carrie uh, Bronstein at the end is wearing red into it. It's just like you know, red in a lot of movies is like a sign of passion, you know, sensuality, fire, all these sort of things. And they use that in a really interesting way in this movie.
0: Um, just felt like she had more red on early on than I think would be a good indicator. I, and I guess here's here's what I'm here's what I'm getting out of this. What is a motif? <laughs> is it just like, hey, there's some red around. What a fun time. Yes, anytime
1: you see red around, that is a motif. <laughs> uh, that is exactly what that is,
0: you know? Look, I'm, uh, look I... In case this wasn't clear to you in the last six months I'm or eight months, mm. I'm willing to be the dumb one here. Mm. But I feel like sort of like the word theme, I feel like the word motif is the word that I would nod for many mm. times and could even suggest things in a class and maybe get away with it. But I don't think deep down inside. I so, uh, no have, you
2: see, have you seen the show Floor is Lava?
0: I have, yes. Okay, uh, so I, you
2: know in every room um, yeah. there's a rhino somewhere? That's a motif.
1: Oh, yeah, think of it. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. that and also, yeah,
2: on the bed in the bedroom, there's a rhino, and then it, you yeah. go to the African room, like, and there's so, a rhino. So
0: motif is sort of like product placement, but for a thing not <laughs> well, <for sale>. Think, <laughs> think about, like. With movie
1: scores, people talk about like musical motifs a lot. So, like you know, like if a, 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 like the way like a uh, an action movie, a character so sort of character will have like a certain sting in the music that pops uh-huh. up whenever they're around or, like, doing a big heroic thing. Like, that's a musical motif that is playing through the movie, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, a recurring sort of image or, I mean, it could be anything. Anything that sort of, like, is repeating throughout a work of art just, or a TV show. mean
0: that it's, like... The most important thing. It's just a thing that is coming back. I think yeah, the it might,
3: might sound too fancy. I think might be the yeah. problem. It um, sounds I mean, fancier than it is. It's pretty. It's pretty just. You called you it know, a blend
0: have any trouble understanding what it was yeah
3: but think of like nuts and bolts you know it's just kind of
0: normal thing
1: yeah laser uh example of being things being shot through windows a lot and people being separated there's a lot of like people standing against like two different windows with like a beam in between them or something like that Hmm. um like that is something like that's a visual motif that runs throughout this movie that one is also Um, a visual metaphor right that mm-hmm. they're just in- yeah. played out. Yeah, let me blow your mind right now. Let me blow your mind. Motifs can be metaphoric. I don't think you could do it. It's
0: yeah. What yeah. it for one rhino?
2: <laughs> <laughs> the rhino represents. Um, hold on. The lava. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I thought, I thought hey, water don't and red f- lights as well. No, what, uh, because just like the lava, the rhino,
0: it'll get you, you know? Yeah, don't yeah, fuck yeah, with either of them. You. Also, we it'll know that you. the lava must be a lesbian then, since it's red.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I did not care for that show. I'm surprised that you know that show that well. I'm listening to a rewatch
2: podcast. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> oh, Floor is Lava? Yeah, it's called All's Fair and Lava and Floor, which is just oh, a question. Quick- <laughs>
3: Oh, it's like well worth it just for the title yeah.
2: correct
0: that's pretty good
2: um,
3: uh, but Carol issue,
0: Carol, my main issue with that show is that it feels like they are required to land on their knees on things that are not soft way too often okay, There's okay. So okay. Knees on that, show. that makes me very uncomfortable okay okay you- great
2: uh, the other cool thing favorite. about Carol that I forgot to mention before yeah. um, is that it's uh, one of the very first lesbian stories where both of the lesbians are high femme and mm. it's um, like not weird, right? Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Um, um, which is like a super unusual thing, especially for the 50s, that there, there would not be like one of them, the man in the relationship. Which is mm-hmm. a really cool thing. Mm. Um, but like them like just both like there's I think a scene where they're both cooking or um there's a scene where Carol is cooking and talking um about uh her uh, Carol relationship. I mean
1: you 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 have just not even them, but even like the Sarah Polson character is so oh. glamorous and like the scene when they're driving together wearing like matching headscarves yes. and like sticking I out love- from everyone else. It's such yeah. like a good
0: um man, of all the costume pieces in this just the variety of hats is so yes. incredible and your your blog about the costumes mentioned this, but their first meeting uh, Blanchett is wearing this incredibly cool fit like rich person hat and uh, and Rooney is wearing a retail workers Santa cap. Um, yeah, that she yelled at for not wearing. And so yeah. there's like the power dynamic is playing out in their both red in their hats. hats mm-hmm. Which was fun. Uh but yeah, then the head scarves later, and then later she wears fancier hats when she gets a better job. You could so probably just
3: watch hat. the hats the whole movie and still I yeah, I mean, get it. The hat motif.
0: Yeah, I mean you could
1: uh
3: like <laughs>
4: Okay you know, well, you...
3: Alright. Well no, now I think we have stretched motif too far because yeah. hats can't really, I mean, a type of hat I guess could be a motif, but the fact that people are wearing hats, I mean, I guess I it could even, be a motif, but maybe this, would be,
0: maybe this will help. The The 1950s had a hat motif. Yeah. <laughs> that works for me.
2: Do y'all know the important um, uh, meme that comes from Carol? Oh, no, no, I don't. The important Tumblr post that comes from Carol that is a big queer culture one. Uh, Tumblr post. I really don't know what crowd I expected to be in the theater for Carol at one twenty in the afternoon on a Friday, but I was, but it was probably eighty five percent old people, old het couples. And eight, halfway through the movie, this old lady in front of me just turns to the old dude next to her and just said, "Harold, they're lesbians." <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, and the the, the the meme is Harold, they're lesbians, which is worth a Google. That's, um, nice.
0: that's <laughs> really, that's very good. If you've not um, heard
2: Harold, they're lesbians. It's a very, it's a very yeah. good name. I, yeah, I come up.
0: With, um, what a, what a strong uh, moment for Harold. What a,
1: yeah, just that <laughs> must have really bad.
0: been. Not knowing that, and then being told that halfway through the movie, it would really be like earth shattering for your understanding just, of what's
1: <laughs> like that scene on New Year's when they finally go to bed, Harold's like, that's not how you wrestle. What are they doing?
2: (laughs) He just wants to see her body? What's happening?
1: (laughs) Oh, this is, I know this. She's checking for
0: breast cancer.
1: She's looking (laughs) for lumps. This is one of those mammograms.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Yeah. Uh, And and they they check for breast cancer that way and not the other way because Rooney Marr is not as famous.
3: That's how uh, I see
0: it. works, right? Yes.
2: It is. Oh, you get enough. You get enough, though.
3: Enough I, for what?
2: I don't what? know. I don't well, know. I'm just for 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 to be like that's. I I think I I'm not mad at Kate Blanchett as on. Yeah, in.
1: and also oh, wow. I, I feel like there is something to like the way this this movie is shot. Uh, you know, uh, I you know, Todd Hayes I think is a very good director uh, and like. It's There's something about because it's so much more of an experience that is unique and new to Tess in this movie, right? Like, there is, by filming it, mostly focusing on her. And, like, this whole movie is actually, like, when you think about how it opens and how it ends, this is, like, her remembering this, right? This is, like, technically her story. uh, So to, like, focus on her experience of it uh and i think it's something that is like really like that's why it was shot that way like i bet if he had wanted to shoot it another way he could have done it but it was something to like a
0: little bit more about like because i so here here's like i'm watching it and i'm like man this is a beautiful movie i really like all of these images before my eyes
1: Like shot on super 16 which i thought was really neat i really oh, yes, like that look
0: to me what i was enjoying so sort of like the that thing about her being at a distance is really clever and it's the sort of thing that i probably felt but didn't notice at, like couldn't say it out loud so like what else did, was i noticing in this when it was like what what else makes this such an interestingly shot movie uh, it's just beautifully shot i mean i don't know what else to say i mean the the set
1: design the fashion it's it's got that like real kind of like grainy film quality that you don't get with, yeah, like, that's... digital. Because I said it was, like, shot on Super 16. What is, does um, what shot on Super 16 means? Uh, just, it's the film stock. So, like, most conventional movies are shot on 35 millimeter film. This was shot on a 16 millimeter film. So, half the, sort of, like, uh, the film is half the size, so you kind of get, like, basically half the details to it, but that's why it kind of has that real, sort of, grainy look to it. Oh, okay, um, okay. So, it makes uh, it... Makes it- theme like that if it's a little bit like softer exactly yeah and I mean the movie is you know like it is you know it opens essentially this movie actually takes place on a a cab ride from one restaurant to a party right like the whole movie is kind of her reminiscing about that right like
0: that's that's her so oh
1: yeah, like her sort of thinking about this
0: relationship this and the ups an and downs. Moment, but I did not understand that part. Yeah, I, again,
1: I mean, that's not like necessarily. Like you could sort of not take that framing device. You could also look at it as like oh, the movie starts here and then it jumps back. Because yeah, what's really the difference, it you know?
0: Time, to time without you actually having it all be a flashback for that person. But it's that's yeah. such a great reading. It's just, that makes so much sense. I like that a lot. That she's like from the moment like that happens and there's this very important shoulder touch that we know is like, that meant a lot. There was a lot mm-hmm. in that shoulder touch. Crucial touch. Yeah. yeah. Um, like that, yeah. She went, like that is causing her to like violently go through a re-feeling of the entire relationship that ended and that she decided she was done with and then deciding to go back to it. Yeah, it's kind of like an occurrence
3: at Owl-K- Owl Creek Bridge, but with love. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we figured it out we yeah. It. yeah there you go that's definitely what Todd Hayes was going for here yeah yeah uh, I, I think so the um, great Twilight Zone episode yeah uh,
3: I really like you know that it, it's far too short this scene but there's this part where uh, Sarah and Kate are kind of like brown out and Sarah's talking about. Oh my about God,
2: I love it how, so much. Yeah, oh the redhead at the Yeah,
3: please. Can this go longer? Can that oh and God. I like re I'm like rewatching the scene. Like, please, just more of this. Give me just like a podcast of that shit. I will listen <laughs> to that all day. I love yes. like it, it's weird. I don't a lot of the times oh uh, like in a weird kind of like Bechtel test kind of way. I it just yeah. I had the sudden realization that like I don't know that I have ever ever witnessed a conversation like that ever mm. in my life. And how could I in real life? Obviously I wouldn't be able to, but I'd right. not even in film have I ever seen yeah. that. And
1: I loved it. Yeah.
2: It's so, um, it's, it's such a delight. It's such a delight. I, yeah.
1: Red house steak owner. Yeah. Sounds great.
2: <laughs>
0: I, uh, I want to see.
2: I, yeah, I also just her
0: relationship with, uh, so Carol's relationship with Sarah which yeah. is, I know, I'm crossing actor and character names, but yes. um, Abby. So, Abby. So Abby and, and anyway, Kate Blanchett and Sarah Paulson, um, their relationship is so interesting, where they are like, where they're childhood they, friends. They were childhood yeah. friends. Then they dated. Then it stopped working, and then they became incredibly intimate, or they went back to being very, very intimate friends. Hmm. But also, Sarah Paulson is sort of her fixer, and yeah. That is, it's so fascinating and i <laughs> and
1: they're also so cool uh, yeah i mean that's another one of those tropes that kind of goes into like the um, sort of queer story with a happy ending thing like the fact that she's not like a a scorned spiteful ex yeah. which is yeah. another sort of trope that plays out in these types of movies a lot a lot i mean any yeah. kind of movies
0: where there's like a healthy relationship with an ex yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean it
2: feels it feels as a queer person like a super realistic thing. Like um I don't know. I feel like I, I have I have exes who are of the same gender as me who would do exactly this thing. Um would, but also there's across like
0: across the country to drive your recently yeah. dumped girlfriend home safely. Yeah, so well, I mean, she's,
2: like, law. 19, I think, in this... She's supposed to be 19 in this story, this, like, little baby Rooney. queer. She's she, she so supposed to be if, 19? Yeah. She's, she's, like, 30 at the time. Uh, like, wait, what? In the book, she's, she's 19. <laughs>
0: Rooney, I think, is, uh, is like, yeah. 30. Oh, Rooney. Yeah, Rooney, Ro- yeah. Yeah, Rooney can Rooney. play 19. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I would- I was wondering about well, the Hollywood
3: 19 not like real life you yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Movie I was
0: wondering about. The so I just looked up the the actors difference of ages which is like yeah like 42 to 30 or something like that mm. like it's actually not that big of a difference mm. but if she's supposedly 19 uh, well
1: I mean they constantly reference how young she is especially in that relationship, that scene with Sarah yeah. Bolson and her that like do you know what you're doing and Carol's like you know I, I never do um yeah but also i think that you know i it's like i do think that like laser you're, you're right that it is like a very common thing that would like happen nowadays but especially that i think like in this time period this secret oh, yeah. between two friends like i can only imagine like you don't know who else you can share this with so the fact that you can you are honest with this one person even if it ended poorly i could see why you would want to like mend that I mean that was another thing I kept thinking about like you know I don't need movies to remind me of this but there's something about like watching like Carol and Lovecraft Country back to back that like watching work like this and something that makes me so happy that stories like this are being told especially by you know gay uh, gay and queer creators and you know black creators and stuff like that is that it really kind of puts in the context how upsetting phrases like make America great again are. Like, when you see these stories told by voices that aren't going to glamorize this period, aren't going to sugarcoat it, it just really pits in the sharp contrast, like how ridiculous and upsetting and coded that kind of language is. Yeah. Um,
0: If If you just meant February 2020 versus august 2020 i'd be like that was greater for sure oh okay. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Make, yeah make make 2020 february again that is something yeah be
3: behind. yeah, yeah but i mean be like maga but in parenthesis just like but actually we mean like pre- fairly recently really just, it just like hasn't been great the, yeah.
1: but yeah, yeah like the idea of going back to the you know losing custody oh, okay. over oh. deviant behavior yeah. uh is so it's just like
2: Morality you know, flaws. Y- yeah. yeah, yeah, just the
1: oh, the the idea of like people, like one of the things. There's a lot of kind of upsetting stuff. Like, I like that this movie isn't, you know, outwardly, um, like it, it doesn't like beat up these characters. You know, I think you know, kind of in that a queer story with a happy ending. There's yeah. no. Uh, violent murder at the end of this movie, which, like, you know, you look at, like, Brokeback Mountain, you look at a lot of kind of queer stories.
0: But it only gets pointed at a tape recorder and wasn't loaded anyway.
1: Yeah, but you see this, like, you know, you don't have any of that kind of, like, outwardly violence, but you do have these, like, the stuff that I find almost more frustrating than the outright bigotry is the, like, when she's talking to a lawyer, and he just can't say it. Right? Yeah, he has to right. talk around it this idea of like oh, these ideas are so dangerous and make me feel so bad that there's no it's not even honest communication it's like two people talking in code like if you were Harold in that room you would be <laughs> like what the fuck are you two talking about Seriously, I literally
0: law, law firm?
1: I literally don't get it What is, I don't understand
0: man you know and it's it's just so upsetting. I have two silly things. No, one silly thing and one less silly thing that I want to talk about, um, and then I will be out of things. So other things, other thoughts you want to make sure we don't miss, jump in here. But one, one thing is, I am a big fan of romance. I love love. I love a happy ending. But I also, one thing I do like is in a relationship for the two people in that relationship to, at some point, communicate. And mm, there's so weird. much secret keeping. And also, I'm very against that first road trip like wait what? You 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 guys just met yesterday. This is too much one on one time. This is too intense of a trip.
2: That, the, her going out to New Jersey?
0: No, 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 the the Chicago road trip. Like they are way too early in this relationship for the amount of time in a car together. It's just yeah. unfairness to that relationship. I think
2: Okay. I think,
3: <laughs> so so you're telling me like while you were watching those scenes? You were thinking this to yourself. No, I had a, I said it out loud to my wife. We talked about uh, it. Okay, <laughs>
0: but, I mean, isn't this <laughs> you, that that I makes mean... me
3: feel better? Actually, that you were talking through the scenes,
0: saying this. Not not not, to... during, not during that one scene, but like during other parts of it, I did. I did. I, we pause it a lot, which is why movies take a little longer. But I paused uh, to say, sorry. I do. I am a little bit uncomfortable with this. This feels like it would make this relationship way less likely to succeed if they went on this intense. A road trip where you also, like, sort of move to Chicago the first day, it's so early. I also don't think... I mean, I think... Right after them unbreaking up, <laughs> but we don't see that part. A, just, a, a road trip with you, I could see that. Yeah, but yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I, For sure. I don't I don't mean to, like, you know, I'm not I'm not a gay woman uh, myself. You uh, are? But... I know, surprising, you,
0: but... You, you also have to preface, like, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not a doctor, but... <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but... all these surprising facts. I mean, I do
1: like from, uh, like, growing up, like, when my, my best friend uh, was raised by a lesbian couple, and they would sort of, like... I would sort of hear, like, uh, get a lot of experience with this, and they would make a lot of jokes, and one of the most common jokes they would make is, like, um, any time a friend of theirs would start dating someone after two weeks, he'd be like, so you moving in together yet? Yeah, for sure. Um that just like lesbian couples the stereotype of lesbian couples moving very very quickly uh and i think that you know my wife uh sort of was mentioning like it's because it's just like you know they they can get along together in different ways and i was just like i just think they like to move in and really fast that's just sort of my experience with it uh
0: she so i like that it's
2: her fiance she hates that guy yeah oh yeah 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 uh, he's um, the worst he um, is
0: he is he is very bad. I agree. Um although I recognize him from other movies and I feel like in other movies he's not always a bad guy.
2: Oh, so uh, he might be good in this movie as well. Well, is it, there is saying? sometimes
0: you just have like a good guy face.
2: Oh. Um,
0: <laughs> but I can't remember what I've seen him in that he is a good guy, so I don't know actually. Yeah.
2: He is a triangle. I liked that about him. He had broad mm. shoulders. It was just yeah. very yeah. funny.
1: Yeah. He so makes a cheap. fedora look not super awful. Which is kind of impressive. you impressive, but like, so say, is Kyle Chandler.
2: I loved that the film light lover guy in this movie. There's always like a film lover guy. I don't know in movies. There's often oh, a yeah, film yeah, lover guy sure. who's yeah. like obviously like the stand-in for the f- director. Often, yeah, right? Yeah. And yeah. it was not in this movie because that guy was a shithead, and I hated mm. him. Um, <laughs> yeah, and also straight, which obviously. So, but like it was just like I, I really liked that he was. A tool, a very annoying tool. Yeah. Mm. Um, Uh, One... I I, I, I think, okay, on on the topic of them not communicating, that also, that usually does bother me. Like, movies like this are generally not my thing. Like, movies that move slow, that are shot on film, that, like, have people not communicating, or, like, the plot isn't really fully explained or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I love this movie, and I think it's because usually movies like this are have no characters I can relate to at all, right? They're, yeah. like, uh, you know, people with emotions that I don't relate to or, like, everybody with agency is a man or whatever. And, like, this movie is just, like, I, I can relate to so much of what's happening in it, and it's, like, really, like, the storytelling is incredible. Yeah. Um, and I, I it's one of the reasons that I just love this movie because it makes me, like, understand, like, care about film. <laughs> like, movies like-, like, like Citizen Kane or, like, it, any movie... Even like like strangers on a train or like or what was it after midnight like any of these like slow like blah di blah movies mm-hmm. I do not <laughs> give a crap about anything that's happening, um, but the this movie I'm just like yeah no I love it because. I- I, it's I like, totally, I can I, relate to falling in love with Kate Blanchett any day of the day. I week. totally yeah. And, yeah. And, and,
0: See, and also, I can relate to working in retail, and that sucks. Yeah, yeah. but the and thing is,
3: I, I think we can all understand falling in love with Kate Blanchett. And if you do fall in love with Kate Blanchett, like, who do you think decides how quickly the relationship moves? Because right. it's not you, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you're, you're not <laughs> going to, like, Kate yeah. will decide and will we'll move yeah. as quickly as she decides yeah. that it will move, and you will be okay with that, you okay, know? So, well,
2: and. And if you're, and if you're like, I might be a lesbian. I think that that's what's happening here, and I can't really tell. Like, you're not talking about it because you're. The, it's the fifties, and you're like, this might be what's happening, and it might not. And there, and she's like, and by the way, we're leaving now. And you're like, I guess this is what happens when you are yeah. like, want to kiss a girl. Yeah. Um, Lord. you go on a road trip to Chicago. Okay, yep. let's let's do it. Also, act- like
0: because of the time, you can't just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. That actually, so I mean
2: that, and so, yeah. So there's the scene where she's just like ask me like, something, actually. right? Yeah, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally.
1: Yeah, I mean there's like the way the photography, like there's all these like sort of metaphors for sex before they actually have sex, which is one of my mm. things I love about the storytelling really, in this you love, movie. You
0: love metaphors uh, for
1: sex.
2: Well, I just like, it's like such the train great... going into the uh, into the tunnel. Yeah, yeah or, yeah. The, or
3: you'll, you you take one hand and then you stick a finger in the. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, 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 like yeah. The one
0: where you you take your two middle fingers and you put them in opposite directions, but your hands are flat. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm.
3: That's it. That's that it. That's mine, the, yeah. that's the beast with two backs, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> but it just it it's just almost, helps it raise please. the the tension of the storytelling so you know, much Anthony, that when they finally
0: do, would you say that metaphors for sex are also motifs for sex?
1: Well, I mean, not in this case. They so ser- again, they certainly can be. Right. Um, but there is just, you know, like this every touch is so oh. heightened and calculated. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the way you have like the stuff with her taking her photo, right? And like that's yeah. like a recurring thing through it. When uh, she's trying to take a photo in the restaurant and like Kate Blanchett like kind of puts her hand up and she takes her hand down yeah. the way they both like sit there on that hand right mm-hmm. like there's so much tension in that moment yeah. and it's just such good cool. storytelling hobby. yeah
3: and also the acting so like i didn't really think about how they weren't communicating that much i think because the acting was so, so good is capital mm. h huge acting and by huge i actually mean small because it was with eyes which is actually kind of a smaller thing, so maybe you're yeah, calling yeah. it huge acting sounds one, dumb. One, you maybe. Yeah, yeah, but uh, uh yeah. So I, not I, really It didn't even really. Didn't even really occur to me actually until you said that. Uh, well, there was
0: just there was just on you know there's like you've got a gun, but I can't talk about the gun. Um, right. Well, how are you going to bring like, up the gun? I'd be like, yeah. you asked me to get some of your bag. You be like, whoa, shit, Kate, are you carrying a gun? Yeah,
3: but if you're watching, <laughs> I I if you're watching it. big acting. And somebody pulls out a gun and they don't say anything. I feel like they're saying a lot of things. And I feel yeah. communicated, too, as an audience member, even if the characters are not saying anything to each other. You know? And
0: again, she, that's like, also she, she like... call somebody and then she comes back and, and she's like, no, I was just in the bathroom. Like that kind of like lying to each other's faces... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And one person has a gun. Like that's the part that I meant. like it's not the best. You also that's totally
3: time. that's that's totally fair. But it's also hot. You know what
1: I mean? It's just yeah. Hot. I the I gun? also feel like you're not <laughs> Why like you going to the bathroom. <laughs> well, <laughs> both for you, both are hot for me <laughs> yeah, personally. Yeah, it's a, all, um, well, all a combination.
2: Did you, did you miss that it was Kate Blanchett though? Yeah. <laughs> <And, laughs> yeah. You <know>,
1: there's also <laughs> I forget, yeah. she has this whole monologue. About what type of person she is, right? Rooney Mara constantly refers back to this like just wanting to please and being scared of rocking the boat, right? That oh, is yeah. so her entire life has been driven by that. Oh, and actually, there yeah. is, yeah, I just think that that is like so character thing. And so much of her character is based around this sort of like deficiency in herself that is caught up in like her sexuality, her place in society, her job, all this stuff that is like this journey, you know, helps. You know, there's a scene in the movie where she like literally has to get out of a car and vomit. Right. She like she purges this part of her life out of her, like literally and becomes a new person by the end of the movie. Um
0: which is so a, to which me, is, it's just like that. one person, yeah. but in a suit jacket.
1: No, no, the character's grown,
3: Alex. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, bigger. The, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, Once you <laughs> get a blazer, eyes, that's actually. when you be, can become like true queer. That's me.
3: Yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> that's a fair. There's
0: point. so many like just incredibly well designed power suits in this. It's. Anyway, mm. I,
1: I I feel like. Yeah, I love the uh, two very coded, uh Queer women in the record shop checking right? out Rooney Mara, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, rocking really good suits. Uh, it's I love that little show. Yeah, I, I just
2: I love this the stuff in this movie that like like that like that are just like scenes that don't really do a lot plot wise, but are so <sighs> much of her journey. You know that like yeah. it's yeah. just like yeah. clearly like oh yeah right that's what. That's lesbians, okay, interesting. Yeah. And and she, her having that conversation with her, her, I guess, fiance or guy, about like, well, like, no, not like people like that, but just like, what, have you ever loved a boy? You know, like, yeah. it doesn't mm. have to be an identity, but like, what if that's just a thing that happens to people? Mm. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's so. Ugh, um, God, it's such the, a good movie. The, the, yeah.
0: The, Okay, so last thing I want to bring up This is the silly thing Not silly, but this is a, a question that I really do want to talk about But um, is not important What were they so, doing in
2: the bed? Or are you, no
0: I <laughs> for sure thought wrestling worked differently Yeah okay. um, I thought you, gotta, one, you, I thought you get, had to like, hold them down I didn't think once you pinned them They just stayed there Yeah. Compliantly You're
1: going to have a real Ben Shapiro moment And talk about you don't know what a female <laughs> orgasm looks like right now
0: When she was going, <laughs> it was the disease Um, Yeah. Uh, Look, if women could come, I would have noticed by now. (laughs) Uh, Uh, No, no, no. So one thing is, they were okay. The movie they 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 did sometimes speak softly. There's a little bit of yes. Like before the show, I I said there was some mumbling, and you made fun of me as if it was a mumblecore movie. But there was just some soft talking and. I feel like so many things I've watched recently, um, the score is really loud and the dialogue is really quiet. And so I Googled it and it turns out it has to do with the way stereo um, sound is set up. So that way, if you don't have a center channel, you just don't get to hear dialogue. And it's super frustrating. And uh, anyway, so I frequently can't hear dialogue. So um, what I want to ask you guys is from like cool film people point of view, at what age... Am I allowed to just turn on closed captioning all the time, like old people? Uh, I, Anytime. Well,
3: hopefully, hopefully. I'll, I mean, I've been doing that for years now. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, you don't feel bad about that. You just do? no.
3: I love it. Now, I, now, I never, I never ever miss a single line of anything. Well, so
0: <laughs> I do. So we did that like halfway through the movie, and there would be things where it was like she's on the phone, and then it would say the line from the person on the other end of the phone, where I heard no words at all. Like it was like it wasn't even. And it was so cool to have that, but then I'm reading and not looking at the beautiful scenery as much. I'm just not it just does it does it take away from my experience of the visual part of the movie if I'm constantly glancing down even when I heard it, I just want to see yeah. that it was what I thought I heard. Well,
3: I find with it on all the time, especially if it's in if you know we're not talking about a foreign language movie it it's in english i I almost feel like I'm not really looking at the words. You do get most better at of that. the time yeah. And, and i am taking it all in and i think i can kind of recognize if there's going to be confusion or if you know it's like i'm only going to look if i feel a little confused even for a second i don't know, this yeah. know and,
1: but then i couldn't look away. and i i would say like one like only if you're going to watch movies with subtitles on that aren't foreign um try to get in the habit of only looking down if you feel like you missed something or if you I'm feel like it's kinda cancelling. Oh, also I, I wanna sort of give you I don't know what kind of television you have, but this is kinda of like a back end hardware side. You can also most TVs have different audio kind of settings you can go on that you can adjust oh. the um, you can adjust like the audio profile for different things that you're watching in yeah, the yeah, way yeah, you yeah. can change like color tones for yeah, your so TV what, what as well.
0: I, what's the right answer?
1: Well, I mean, just it's experiment. Called old Man
2: Falcone. <laughs> yeah, old man falcon like a set, pit- it's
1: called like I'm getting kinda old. No, I mean I would just like if I was 50s, you the late thirties click pit pit on like re pit on your copy of Carol and then like just go through the different audio oh. settings till you find one that works for you. Um That's so a
0: also- than just buying a stereo setup. Yeah, I mean
1: <laughs> I, I've i been wanting to personally buy a soundbar for a very long time, but yeah. I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. Um, yeah. but, but also, you. like, you know, I'm a uh, big fan of watching movies with headphones on.
4: Yeah. Uh,
1: oh. They kind of get what? better audio that way. Um, so, you know, and depending on the different devices you're streaming through, you can usually hook up like Bluetooth headphones to it and get kind of like a nice sort of, especially if they're nice, like, noise canceling or surround sound headphones you can get kind of that same experience um so you know you have options don't don't worry This no one is going to walk by your house and look in the window and be like is that motherfucker watching an English movie
0: with subtitles on I, oh I don't need to be I don't need to be bullied I can
2: do it myself yeah but just uh don't A lot like of people do it yeah do it don't almost all the time except yeah like and just comedies because we don't want yeah, wanna, yeah.
1: But yeah. Just, you know, mess, try messing around with the sound system, you no, know? or turn your TV up really loud.
0: Well, I okay, we can't because we um, had twice to ask our downstairs neighbor to turn their video games down, and so, like, we're monsters, and so we have to be Have you considered
2: quiet. that you might be 65 years old?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the second time. Will you turn
2: so those video games down?
0: had uh, you. Uh, um, Excuse me.
1: He's your a- pog is going. Pong is going very loud right now.
0: You <laughs> had a subwoofer, and it literally like our heater went. Anytime he shot his gun, it, like our heater shook.
1: Yeah, you, then you fight fire with fire. Yeah, turn your. Blast Carol as loud as you can. Dude, yeah. Yeah, fucking... Some, v- dude, put Carol in
3: your subs, dude. Get some <laughs> tight-ass subs and then blast Carol.
0: outrage. we're
2: not ugly people.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, any final thoughts on this before we let go? Uh, else? I just want to
3: yeah, say, I- I say one thing about this movie just on an emotional level. I was in a bad mood. Uh, and I started the movie, and I was late. I made the show late because I forgot time yeah. zones and messed up. And then I had to, like, watch the movie right before we started recording. I was in a bad mood. And I honestly, I remember thinking at the beginning that I was like, I, I think I'm in such a bad mood. I'm going to just, like, not like this movie. And oh, then yeah. and then you, you the movie it? kicked my butt. You know what I mean? I had a little yeah. contest with the movie where I was, like, going to fight it and try and win. And then yeah. the movie won, and it was it was
0: really good, and I really liked it. Yeah, I yeah, it definitely is a is a kick ass film, and I'm I'm glad that you overcame that because this is a weird setting for you. Is the mm-hmm. we were supposed to record it two, but you started the movie at two. It's a very yes. difficult <laughs> scenario for a movie to overcome. Yeah,
2: it's. So I good. I love Carol. Yeah, so much. this is
1: I. Um, on that note, I do think we should uh, real fast. I just want to talk about uh, some of the other work of Todd Hayes. Um, yeah, yeah, who yeah. is a filmmaker? He doesn't have the largest filmography, um, I but on. it's. I've not seen anything else, so tell it's me. It's all super interesting. So I haven't seen any of his work pre Velvet Goldmine, um, but I've seen everything since then. Uh, so Velvet Goldmine, uh, as uh, someone that I think that what what Carol is for a lot of uh, sort of women, uh, and I think sort of just queer well women at the same time uh velvet goldmine was kind of like that for me i grew up a very sheltered very religious household had never quite been experienced to such like um a sort of openly uh queer work of art and it blew my mind it really made me think about a lot of things very differently i haven't seen it in a very long time um but
0: what was he in Velvet... It's just not showing up as a direct... Oh, serial. yeah, so he wrote it and directed it. It was one of
1: his first big movies. Oh,
0: uh, yeah, but if you haven't seen it,
1: it is loosely based off, like, 70s glam era David Bowie and Iggy Pop's sort of, you know, on-again, off-again partnership and sexual relationship they had, starring so Ewan McGregor, uh, John Reese Dav- Davies, is that his name? And Christian Bale... Um, Absolutely incredible. Uh, loved it quite a bit. Made me uh, feel things uh, that I never had th- really sort of thought about before.
0: It was really... Uh, All of you and McGregor's dick and butt.
1: I mean, it was kind of old hat by that point because I'd already seen *Train Spotting*. I'm pretty sure. But he's much prettier the, uh, in and the this... yeah, And yeah. the Star
2: Wars prequels.
1: Yeah, and the Star Wars prequels, yeah. He has whole uh, ass. A more <laughs> yeah um but he uh he looks much better in velvet goldmine than he does as a junkie in train spotting uh and he's not sleeping with a 15 year old like he is in train spotting um but then he also wrote and directed uh fur from heaven uh which is a very good movie i'm not there is another movie he did which i don't think is very good but it's a really interesting experiment uh, if you've never seen it, it's a I Bob liked, Dylan. I like the parts with Kate Blanchett when she's being yes. really mean to the. Which yeah. Doing that really mean part where
3: which happened in real life where Bob Dylan was just really mean to this reporter for I think basically no reason. But
1: <laughs> that part yeah, really fun. <laughs> that part is really fun. That Kate Blanchett is probably my favorite of the Dylans in that movie. If you've never seen I'm Not There. It's a Bob Dylan biopic that is like because Bob Dylan has been you know like. A bunch of different people through his life he's played by a different famous actor in every scene uh nice. so it's like kate blanchett plays him for a little bit heath ledger plays him for a bit christian Bale i believe is in it as well um just a very interesting movie uh and then he did carol and then he did that dark waters movie which had uh, what's his name, Mark Ruffalo in it, which oh, uh, yeah. didn't really look like it was for me. But, I'm sure it's good. Uh, I didn't know that was him until I was looking at his list right now. I just, I like his more, uh, sort of, like interesting... Well. Yeah, I just thought it looked like a bland legal thriller, but I didn't know it was Todd Hayes until I saw this list. Uh, like so, thriller. I'm gonna have to check it out. But all of his work, I think, is... Uh, phenomenal and really interesting and he's just like, like I said, I really like Velvet Goldmine, but the way it's shot is such like a 1998 movie and so to describe without seeing it and then you watch Carol and there's just such a growth uh, and like a expert craftsman touch to this movie that it's just super exciting to like have watched him grow and mature as a filmmaker um, and like I said, he only has, you know, like eight nine movies it's not the longest filmography um but everything i've seen of it i really either love or just think is interesting enough to like have never regretted watching any of his work so i'm a big fan uh and yeah i will keep watching his stuff hopefully
0: they keep making movies these are final words from you
2: um i love carol if you're curious yes
0: i have i have a way to uh force this then um what else would you recommend for my next hot tub chicken party
2: um a great question i recommend if you have you seen but i'm a cheerleader
0: no i have
1: not that movie rules you should see it but i'm a
2: cheerleader is amazing is it the beginning of okay what's her name uh anthony
1: uh the girl from like russian dolls yeah
2: uh natasha what is
1: natasha leone
2: natasha leone Leon. it's the beginning of natasha leone's tragic uh life of playing every lesbian and being straight uh <laughs> a career but it's it's a teen drama about uh uh, uh about a gay conversion camp and it's incredible uh comedy um really really yeah. funny really really good um, and then Saving Face is a really, really funny or really, really good um, uh, another lesbian uh, romance film, which is... Uh, 2004
0: or 2012? Uh,
2: 20, 2012
0: scary. I'm going to guess 2004. Yeah, 2004. Yeah, Alice, is it, is Alice
2: about, Wu. Um, uh, uh, yeah, never mind. It's about Alice Pakistan. Wu. Yep. Yeah. And then... Oh, gosh. is. Hold on, I'm gonna figure out. There's another one with Lena Headey in it. Um, Judge
1: Dredd 3D. It's Judge Dredd.
2: It's Judge Dredd 3D, <laughs> Judge Dread which is 3D. really good. Um, That's a night. Uh, imagine me and you. Um. And I think yes. Yeah. Ooh.
1: Can I uh, give a suggestion? I don't know if you have seen it. Um, But have you seen The Handmaiden? Uh, The Park Chan-woo South Korean uh, sort of sensual erotic thriller. It uh, came out in 2016. My favorite film of that year. I'm a big Park Chan-woo guy. I think Mm -hmm. all of his movies are brilliant. Uh, But The Handmaiden is... Uh, an absolute masterpiece. I saw that movie right. in Salt Lake City,
3: and I was by what? myself, and i I was like, I didn't know what to do, and I was just walking around Salt Lake City, and I was so bummed because I was supposed to <laughs> hang out with a friend, and then they had to work, uh-huh. and then I was just like, oh, Do they have movies in Salt Lake City? And they For do. Sure, yeah. They did at the time, uh, so I went. <laughs> not anymore, yeah. Not not right now, but uh, right. so I went to see that movie, and I was so stoked. And I enjoyed it so much that I remember afterwards, my friend was like, "Oh, I'm off work," and I was like, "Man, I'm, I'm kind of, I've had a day now. You know what? I don't even (laughs) really care about hanging out. I don't need you. I'm just good. (laughs) Like, I just, I, I got the, I got a lot out of
1: my day. You know? Yeah. I, uh, it's definitely a little bit more intense than the other ones,
3: but yeah, it's not like
2: a pleasant rom com. But you know, I
1: mean.
3: It's, well, it's not like a real. It's it's not about like real people. It's a very like fantastical yeah. movie.
1: Yeah, but it uh it yeah. has like a a really cool twist within the first like thirty seconds, and then it continues doing that every half hour afterwards. Yeah, it's, it's twi- fucking fantastic. rad. Yeah, it's, it's um, a twisty
3: twist. If you like the movie, being like, "What? A, that's a twist!" And you're all twisted uh, now.
1: But yeah, it's, it's one <laughs> of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. Uh like it's one of my probably like top 10 favorite movies. I cannot suggest oh, okay. it. Is it, is it enough. your favorite one by by him cuz that's my favorite one by him as well. Uh yeah, I mean I definitely this is kind of a weird sort of side thing but it's I really love his early work, but mm-hmm. I I feel like when I really enjoyed it, we were both younger men then. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> And it, like, the thing I love about The Handmaiden is that it is, like, him very much trying to, like, correct some of the mistakes he made. Like, I love Old Boy, but there's some weird things that, like, a very yeah. young, edgy filmmaker. Pit an old boy, right? Yeah. Stuff that doesn't necessarily hold up super well, and like the handmaiden is such like a okay. I've I've grown. I've read a lot more. I want to make a much more responsible story that kind of plays with these themes. Um, and it's just, I, it was just phenomenal. I, like I said, I love everything he's ever done, but that is
0: Handmaid is my favorite. Korean, it is called uh, Gashi, which is fun. I'm <laughs> learning Korean, that's also I'm very excited. Oh I yeah, 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 I forgot about I that I forgot about those letters now That's uh, dope. Gosh. Yeah, You should uh, watch
1: it with no subtitles, that's kind of like a, a finals for your Korean, you know
0: uh, Alright uh, <laughs> We are going to leave it there Thank you so much for listening everybody, we will be back again next week with a little bit more Slightly Condescending Film School, next week we are going to be taking a journey into classic horror And we're still I can't tell you which one because we still have to have that discussion because we had other problems with our scheduling today. And so we did not finish, but we were going to have that we'll have that meeting soon and let you know. But we're going to be my good friend Amber is going to be coming on and talking about some classic horror that is also totally scary. So um, join us for that next week. You can email us any of your thoughts at podcast specifically about the show, but not necessarily. And you can become a meat buddy and keep supporting the show as we um, just lumber down the tracks by going to uh, find us on, on Patreon by going to metreon.com And we really appreciate everyone who's donated so far. Thanks for hanging out, Anthony.
1: This was a lot of fun. Uh, this was awesome. This was good time. Thanks
3: for hanging out, uh, Hunter. Yeah, love Carol. This movie rules. Yeah.
0: Time and uh, thank you so much for bringing this to us. Laser It was a really cool suggestion and a very fun, uh, enjoyable experience. Um, I love when her.
2: You know, sometimes people <laughs> try to make you
0: sad. You were like, "What if it was easy and fun?"
2: Uh, she's so beautiful and she's wearing red. So just remember, whenever you see red in your life, remember it's a motif. So hard
0: red now. I, I don't know if you.
2: Whenever around. you see it, remember that you're a lesbian. I
0: have not seen a person in a very long time. So I, I had a phone call today where I was like, I forgot. Am I talking? Was I raised by wolves? How do I do this?
2: It's a weird You know, part. of
1: all, all the things you've ever said to me, you being raised by wolves maybe checks out the most. <laughs> wolves okay. don't know what a motif is. That makes sense.
0: I just feel like a lot of people didn't know, but they just were afraid to say it, not me. Anyway, um, thanks for joining us, Laser. It's great to talk to you again.
2: It's a pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: All right. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.
2: Bye. Bye.